Our scripture reading today comes from Luke 3, verses 7 through 18. You may follow along if you wish. Uh, It is printed on the front of the bulletin. The Proclamation of John the Baptist. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then should we do? In reply, he said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the shaft he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Hey, baby. <laughs> Is there a P? Is that the first row? It's so funny that you're doing all of these. Is there a. Wait, can I take the silver M out? It doesn't go anywhere? Okay. Is there a W?
Is there an A? <laughs> um, is there a T? Street pulpit, and she tosses in a few coins in his direction, and in return, she gets a rather disturbing message. Prophet Jack prophesied that the Seahawks would beat the Broncos 16-13. to 13. Then he said that it would hail the next day. Oh yeah, and then on Thursday, Laney would die. She kind of laughed it off until Jack looked her straight in the eye and said, prophets don't joke. And when Jack's first two prophecies came true, Laney repents, and her entire life becomes something different, something new. But what if it wasn't Laney? What if it was your name that this crazy street preacher called? You see, John is no fictional character in a movie. And today, John calls your name. Harmony, where are you? There you are. I told you you were going to be in the sermon. <laughs> Harmony, do you hear John calling your name? Landon, I told you you'd be in the sermon. Do you hear John calling your name? Don't leave anybody else. Later, ask them if they hear John calling their names. Too many names for me to remember. Greg, do you hear John calling your name? Stephen, Stephen, do you hear? Susan and Lisa, never sitting right directly in front of the pastor's eyesight. <laughs> do you hear God calling your name through John this morning? John is calling all 
of our name. Even you, Charlie, God, through John, is calling your name. Oh, God can still see you, brother. John's call to repent is a call to be different. A call to a new beginning. I mean, John looked like a caveman, and, you know, that's kind of a dust statement. Since he lived in a cave in a desert, he loved an all-you-can-eat locust and honey buffet. John knew about being different. But most of all, his message, listen to this. If you have two shirts, share with the one who has none. That's different. Don't collect any more than you are required to. That is how tax collectors made a living, by cheating their own people. And John's saying, don't do that. That's different. Don't extort money. Don't accuse people falsely. Soldiers back then would do that. That's how they made extra money. Those were all what we would call business as usual. Not sharing. Extorting. And accusing. And then comes John saying, be different. Jesus was different. My goodness. Love your enemies. Are you nuts? That's not how you treat enemies. Love them. Pray for those who persecute you. Go sell all you have and give to the poor. Who does that? That is so very, very different. True story. A young Roman Catholic nun in the Congo was left behind in a small town after all the other white people fled for safety. For two days, she didn't do much else than cry. Finally, she sent a message to her superiors, What do I do? The answer came back, You stay. And if necessary, you die. She stopped crying and went back to her work. That's different. She drove by a cinder block building every day on her way to work. She was a teacher. And she would see them hanging around in front of that building on the street outside. The addicts, the alcoholics that lived in that building. Someone should do something about that. Her thought was always the same every day, going to work, returning home from work. Someone should do something about that. 
When she retired from teaching, this woman sold her home and moved into that cinder block building. She had one aim, one purpose, to care for the people who lived there to make sure they had food and water, something to drink. She offered advice when she could. She did her best to keep them out of trouble. She tended them so very well that these people and the entire town started calling her Mama. Who does that? That's so different. It doesn't have to be the grand and glorious. When I was young, a multitude of years ago, you couldn't go into a public restroom without there being a so-called Christian pamphlet. And usually it was with such a happy, merry message like, repent or you're going to burn in flames forever. Merry Christmas. I attended the district pastor's Christmas party last week. And our district superintendent's wife said, something that I like to do is to write prayers. She says, I leave those prayers in public places. That's something all of us can do. Very simple. But if you write them in such a way that the person seeing them is actually saying a prayer. What a wonderful gift. And a small way to bring joy to someone's life and maybe make a difference. You see, there are mountains that need to come down. There are mountains of racism, sexism, ageism, and any other ism you care to name that builds walls between us, that divide us. There are valleys that need to be filled, valleys of depression, despair, hopelessness, loneliness, pain, grief. There are rough places of injustice and oppression that cry out for the heavy equipment of changed hearts to get to work. Twice a year at this church, teenagers and young adults pay a bit more than $300 to spend a week in the heat, even if it is at Blowing Rock, repairing and fixing up homes of total strangers, and I've seen it for myself, sweating in the hot sun, covered in dirt and muck and yuck, wood chips plastered to their hair. And they come home with wonderful smiles and they are looking forward to doing it again next year. That's different. But that's 
what happens when we realize that like in the little video, all of us are adopted. And when we ask the question, when you, will you adopt me? God says, yes. Or yep. I don't think God says yet. So you bunch of snakes, you vile and wicked people, you sorry lot of woeful sinners, repent and experience a new beginning. Be different. And the joy of heaven be yours now, and the joy of heaven be yours forever. Amen.